Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. What we're calling Radio Row at Home. We continue on for another day, getting you ready for Super Bowl 55, bringing you the biggest names and best guests across all sports, all sectors, and very, very excited to bring in another guy with a local connection. It's Fairfax, Vermont native, NASCAR pit crew member, part of a uh, Daytona 500 winning team. As I recall, it's Rick Pigeon. Rick, thanks for being with us. How are you? Good, Brady. Good, Brady. Doing very well. Well, I appreciate you being with us. Daytona 500 coming up in just a week plus here. Hard to believe the racing season is upon us. And now that I'm at the racing station in Vermont, I got to get my knowledge up here very, very quickly. So um, help me understand a little bit about everything. Because last year you were on the Stuart Haas Racing Team number 14 car with Clint Boyer. He since retires. So who are you working with this year? Still on the 14, uh, Chase Briscoe this year, you know, um, my second go-around go with a rookie. I mean, my first go-around was with Kyle Busch, so he's got some shoes to fill, but uh, <laughs> pretty excited about having Chase in the car this year. You know, so we talk in, 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 you know, other team sports about building team chemistry, pitcher and catcher, quarterback, wide receiver. When you're talking about driver and his crew, what kind of chemistry building goes into that? Trust. I mean, he's – He's got to have a lot of trust in us, you know, to know if, if he's, uh, you know, busting it out on the racetrack when he drives down pit road, he's got to have the trust in us. We're going to do the same for him. So um, the biggest thing with, with Chase is just beginning of the year is going to be kind of a learning curve to kind of feel him out, how he likes to get in the box and things like that. And uh, then after that, it's going to be go, cat, go. I was going to say, yeah, do, do different drivers have different styles or is it, I mean, it's obviously not a one size fits all, but are they all different and unique in their own way in the way that pitchers, quarterbacks, point guards, they're all a little different? Absolutely. You know, there's, there's some guys that their forte is pit road, you know, how they get on and off pit hmm. road in the pit box, out of the pit box, uh, where they stop in the pit box, you know, makes a big, big difference for us. Uh, but yeah, there is definitely some characteristics between the drivers that, some are really good on pit road and some are really bad on pit road. Hmm. You know, we, we talk as we get ready for the Super Bowl, we oftentimes hear about the offensive coordinator in the quarterback's ear. They've got the headset, the defensive coordinator's talking to the middle linebacker. How much communication is going on between the driver and his crew? Because if I'm thinking, if I'm driving at 125 miles an hour, I'd like to just focus on the road and not talk to anybody, but how much additional talking is there between you and the driver? A ton. I mean, hmm. They're always, in, I mean, I would say at least once a lap would probably be, wow. good, yeah, they're, they're constant communication, you know, and, you know, trying to understand early in a run, middle of a run, late in a run, what the car is doing, you know, because the car is always changing throughout the run. So, I mean, just because you, you know, you're five laps into a run after you get done a pit stop doesn't mean the car is going to be that same characteristics 30 laps into a run. So, you know, I think the communication and understanding what the driver's saying and how the crew chief computes it in his mind and try to fix the problems that the driver's saying. Um, I think more communication you have, I think the better that will get. Is that communication always from the driver to the crew about the car or is the crew saying, hey, we're seeing this playing out on the track right now, take advantage of this, that, or the other? And not only, not only seeing it on the racetrack, from the spotter communication, what the spotter sees, but there's so much data now that we get yeah. during the race, what we call SMT data. I mean, you can actually see breaking plots and throttle traces and everything about all your competitors on the racetrack. So you're trying to, all right, 
uh, Mark Truex is leading the race, and you can see where he's braking, where he's hitting mm. the gas, all this stuff. So you're trying to. There's so much more information now that you have. It's almost, uh, it's almost harder because you're sitting there saying, "All right, this guy can break here. This guy can throw it here. Why can't we do that?" So it's 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 pretty. It's so much so much different now. Rick Pigeon with us here, NASCAR pit crew member, Fairfax, Vermont native, uh, Daytona 500 coming up just over a week from now. Pumped for that, and we'll have it right here on WDEV. Has NASCAR become smarter? You know, we've always heard, oh, just turn left and drive fast. But you, all this stuff you're talking about, it feels like, like other sports, the sport has become a lot smarter in the last handful of years. Um, absolutely. You know, I think with anything else, growth is huge. Um, and with the people that they're putting in place at NASCAR, um, they're racers. So they understand the racer side of it. They understand the business side of it. Um, and, it, you know, you see this, the new car that we're going to debut next year. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's something that they put a lot of time into. And you can tell by the racetracks that we're going to, you know, we're going to double the amount of road courses mm. this year, you know, and, and I think, I think with that, with turning left and right comes more technology and, you know, bringing other companies into the sport. So I think as far as the smarter aspect of it, getting getting it out to the fans and creating new fans, not just keeping the old fans that we had, um, I think they're working very smarter in that side of it. I got my first Thunder Road experience this past uh this past October, I went for the Milk Bowl. It was my first day ever at Thunder Road, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, what did going to Thunder Road or other New England um, kind of shorter tracks do for you and your love of the sport of racing in general? I think meeting uh, different people, and I don't necessarily know it mattered where you went, but the group of people that you always went with, you know, working with the Fishers, you know, and there was always – you always got along with certain people that were parked next to you in the garage and, and – built relationships and I don't think that's any that's any different than short tracks around Vermont or you know even in the NASCAR circuit you know you you walk into the garage and you see the same people every week and you create bonds with different people so it's just a it's it is really it's just a big family atmosphere I mean it sounds crazy how small scale Thunder Road is and then you go to a place like Daytona but it's for me it's it's the same we're talking with NASCAR pit crew member, Daytona 500 winner back in the day. We're hoping for another one here in a week plus. Rick Pigeon is with us, Fairfax, Vermont native on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. You know, in radio, I have seen, I was one, right? When I was a producer, I wanted to be a host. I just was counting down the days until I could be a host. And every producer I come across is the same way. They just want to move up as quick as possible. Do the pit crew have a desire to be drivers? Oh. Uh, I know I have never had that fire. Um, hmm. I, I don't know if, I mean, there's plenty of guys that are, that run mini sprints or, you know, go-karts and things like that. But I don't think there's ever been that I can think of in my 21 years of doing this, that there has been a crossover. Hmm. You know, NASCAR was the first sport to come back last year, um, from the pandemic and, and, you know, race in front of no fans at, at first. What was that like kind of in that uncertain time where no one really knew what the virus is like? What was it like to be the first sport back out there? Weird, 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 weird. I mean, you're used to walking to the racetrack and seeing the fans and, and you know, seeing uh, just the 
infield of these racetracks just packed, and then you walk in there and there's literally nothing. I mean, it's it's you're like you're there to test. I mean, that's what it that's what ultimately what it felt like, you know. So I hope that we get our fans back soon. Um, but it's it's just so different, you know. You, Bristol, when we first got fans back, really for the All Star Race, um, hearing them, you know, yelling for the race starts and driver intros mm-hmm. and things like that. That's that stuff is cool, you know. That's that's what you want to see. And when it's not there, you're, it's just you know, it feels like you're just going through the motions. I think I saw that Daytona is going to allow thirty thousand people in at the Daytona Five Hundred. And by the way, the Daytona Five Hundred is on Valentine's Day. Can you think of a more romantic place to spend Valentine's Day than at the Daytona Racetrack? I know my fiance can think of a way more. <laughs> are you uh, are you uh, on the fifteenth required to take out to a nice dinner or something since you're going to be tied up that day? Yeah, I, I think it's days. It's a matter of days it's going to take me to make up for it. So <laughs> I don't think it's just one. Oh man! Hey, um, I'll get you out of here on a couple of rapid fire ish questions. So we uh, obviously are getting ready for the Super Bowl, and I've been asking everybody this question. Tom Brady, 43 years old, clearly has kind of put us all in awe of what he's doing. Who in your sport that you've come across has left you in awe? Probably JJ, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, that guy was a cool as a cucumber, um, humble guy. Um, kind of came into the sport at the same time, so we, we, we've got some stories, and he's just uh, – he hasn't changed from from driving the, the all-tail car when he came into the Bush Series to when he was when last year he retired in the mm-hmm. Hey, Rick, we appreciate the time. Uh, we wish you and your team the best of luck moving forward in the NASCAR season and the Daytona 500, which we will carry here in just a, uh, a week plus from now. Wish everybody continued safety in their travels as well. And uh, keep uh, repping Fairfax and Vermont as you guys move up, uh, hopefully, the top of the NASCAR Cup Series standings this year. We will do it, Brady. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on.